Hey you. Yeah, you. The one trying to make a video game. I've got someone here that can help you, and that someone is Intel, which is not a someone, it's a company. But this company, they are going to help you as if they were a somebody and a someone and also a something. Check out software.intel.com slash gamedev to find out how Intel is making sure all the innovation in gaming continues to happen on the PC as part of the Intel Game Dev program. Again, that URL is software.intel.com slash gamedev. Sign up and start something new. It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast, a podcast where we decide everything in the world of games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti, and I have a giant cup. He's got a giant cup, everybody. Can you even handle that? Just to clarify for our audio listeners, you are talking about a receptacle for fluids and not the other kind of cup. What other kind I'm of ma- cup? Like on my... I'm making a... Uh, yeah, penis joke. Ah, uh, that's yeah. funny. I should have. Yeah. No, I no, I should have gone with that. It'd be like yeah, I don't know. You weren't there for then, me, Mike. Then people would weren't. be impressed and be like, "Wow, you, you weren't there for me in the same way you weren't for, there for me last week because you were at BlizzCon." It's we're, true. We're going to talk about that today, as well as some news and some games. Uh, first, of all, I want to thank everyone for joining us. And then, even before I do that, even though I've already done that, I want to tell everyone there's a chance you could win. What is it, Mike? The collector's, the collector's edition. Of Wolf- of yeah, help me out here. Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein the new Colossus. The new Colossus, and we're giving that away on Twitter. Um, I guess I should ask what <laughs> what version it is, but yeah, I wonder. Yeah, who knows? We should I'll find that out. That yeah, out right find now. That, yeah, click, 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 and clack. Well, get us the answer to that. Well, Basically, just follow our Twitter account. It's uh, at GamesBeat on Twitter, and uh, we'll, we're going to have that giveaway. Yeah, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Four version. Okay, that's what all the kids all right, like these days. Yeah, that's the one system. That's the only system anyone's playing. Actually, uh, like legit, I tried to give away some Xbox codes during a uh, extra live stream on the week on the weekend. All the ones that were like worked on both Xbox and PC went, and then like the codes for Halo Five and Halo Three that you can only use on the Xbox. Uh, I don't think anyone took those. So well, they get the was... Xbox One X now. Maybe interest is coming back for that one, right? Yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, at, at, a, at a certain point, I just think like, like, it was a rough 2017 for the Xbox One, but you know, it, it could yeah. be having a comeback. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing a lot more of that system. We'll talk about that. Um, okay, first, if you want to email the podcast, you can let us know anything that you have a problem with or tell us how great I am and how bad Mike is. Games plus podcast at VentureBeat.com. That's the plus sign. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, there's an audio version of the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere where pods are caught. Finally, if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps. I don't know how it helps. I just know it does. All right, Mike. Um, so you were at BlizzCon. Uh, yeah. You want to kind of just tell me, like, uh, did you play anything first? Uh, like, let, let's do that. That se- this section where if you got your hands on anything, oh uh, yeah, I got my. Hands what was on. it? And how was it? Yeah, I mean, first this was my first BlizzCon, so it, it was really cool to be there. But I had a chance to check out uh, pretty much everything. I'll kind of go from most exciting, maybe to the least exciting. But uh, yeah, I mean, Overwatch is still so 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 big right now, and getting a, a new healer for that game is a uh, pretty cool it's crucial yeah yeah so uh and the healer is mora and she's kind of um kind of another like hybrid healer damage thing but she's she kind of works more with like these beat she like has beams so left click is shoot out the healing beam right click is the damage beam they kind of wait, take wait what button the do same you shoot resource. out pinto beans yeah not so much damn she has that she has like an orb 
that she shoots at, it'll bounce around for a while. It's the same thing where it can either damage or heal. Okay. Mm-hmm. It does her so, ult- and her ultimate is like a Kamehameha that will da- like damage uh, enemies and heal uh, the friendlies. So pretty neat. All right, so that, that sounds very good to me based on where Overwatch is. Uh, you coming away from that, like what were your feelings? Yeah, first off, it was just good to get any kind of a new healer right now because... Um, you know, the game has a mercy problem and they know it. Uh, I actually got to talk with Jeff Kaplan, had a really good interview with him. That's uh, this. I think it went well, that went up on uh game speed over the weekend. Uh, and, you know, he was very candid about the mercy things where, you know, she had this mass res and they change it to just like a single target res. And it, it kind of became even more of a problem because the single target res was really powerful because it's on a relatively short cooldown. And so they're, they're already changing that and make it so that it can be interrupted and has this cast time. So she's vulnerable during it. Um, so, so that's going to help. And they're also buffing on a bit by letting her deal more damage. So she'll be a more viable pick as a healer. Uh, but still just, you know, in, in the game, you have six people on your team at any time, two of those slots, usually going to a damaging killer, which is basically all the attack and defense characters, which is like half the roster right there of like what 26 people. Then you need two tanks. There's like, uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe six, seven tanks. I forget exactly. But then, you know, you need two healers and there's four healers in the game. So it's like, at last pool, you know, sometimes you can only maybe have one healer, but a lot of times you want two, and you just don't have a lot of options. So if you want to heal in Overwatch, you never had a ton of choices of who you're going to be. So, yeah, getting another healer in there, especially one that is so distinct, not just, like, in her abilities, but she's, like, the bad guy healer. She works for the right. evil organization. Uh, it's kind of, it's, it's neat. It's a good addition. Yeah, yeah. It seems very, uh, very good. Like I said, I like they knew what they were doing, what they needed. They fit it in real well. So. And it's impossible in like a weekend playing to the character, right? To, to know if like, oh, is she like in the meta? Is she like super strong? But it's, yeah, she, no she, she definitely seemed fun. I, I hope uh, it works out. Usually, when these characters launch, they, the new characters they launch a little weak. The one exception was Doomfist, who they they nerfed and now hasn't been played very much at all since then. Uh, but um, I'm optimistic. We also got a new map. Uh, for Overwatch, which is just really fun. It's called Blizzard World. It's basically the idea. Like, Blizzard is canon in Overwatch. Like, mm-hmm. Diva was a StarCraft player. You see, like, those Hearthstone tablets all around. And uh, the idea is Blizzard has a theme park, and they're going to go fight on it. So it's, it's neat, because, like, you have, like, little Hearthstone area and the Warcraft area. Like, there's, like, a little, like, dark ride, and you can, like, run through there, and there's a little eagle that you're supposed to be in. Uh, it's it's just pretty clever. Yeah, you have, you have experience with a lot of the things are referencing because it's not just like other games; like it's specific moments from those games sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of that. Like if you, I mean, there's like Nox, there's Nax Romex, which is like this raid from World of Warcraft, and this which is like this big undead floating temple thing. Now it's Snacks Ramus, and it's just kind of floating there. Even some references just to theme parks in general. Like there used to be a kind of a famous thing in a. a universal of like jaws like kind of hung up on this thing and people will take pictures by it they got rid of it but they basically they have like a shark on display that looks a lot like that jaws did uh so yeah just wonder yeah just but it's also another hybrid map which are maybe the the best maps they're they're at least pretty good where you have to capture a point then you escort a payload right those are the ones that i i I was always the happiest when i was playing those yeah those are always pretty fun maps so if Uh, i ask you i wasn't expecting hero and a map yeah go ahead I was just going to ask, uh, so along with the map, though, they're doing new skins, and they're putting the skins in the, the base loot boxes. Um, yeah. Is that something they've done before? I couldn't, I was trying to they've find out. They've done it out. about one time before, at least when it comes right. to skins. It was when the Eichenwall map came out, and that was last okay. year. 
So not very often. Um, and right. it's something they do need to do more of. Yeah, it seemed way are. overdue. Yeah. So I, 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 the, the, I think I assumed that everyone assumed that the anniversary event was going to do that. And then it was still just more limited time event skins. And it was kind of uh, weird. So I'm glad that this is happening. Yeah. Right. Do you think this is uh, them signifying they'll do this more often? Or do you think like we're going to be waiting another year? <sighs> Who knows? Because they ultimately would rather use these as a way to get people to get excited about the events and they're more right, expensive during the events. Right. But you know, here and there, uh, you know, especially when it's like they make these animated shorts and there was a new Reinhardt short and it was pretty cool. And these characters have different outfits from that. And, you know, you want to kind of get those outfits and you can't really make those a limited time thing. And that's what we're getting. We're getting May's outfit from her short and Reinhardt's from his. So, right. So what else from BlizzCon? Uh, anything else? that you? Yeah, yeah. Hearthstone, kind of the next big thing. It's its expansion is Kobolds and Catacombs. It's kind of a like fun little riff on some D&D stuff. Um, so, you know, you're getting a bunch of new cards, and that's cool. But the neat thing here is that it, it, instead of just getting like a typical Hearthstone adventure, which is you like fighting against the AI bosses, it's get, it has this sort of roguelike dungeon mode called Dungeon Runs. Where you pick one of the nine classes and it like gives you a pre-made deck that's kind of weak. It doesn't even have that many cards in it. You don't even have max health. And you like start by fighting like a giant rat, right? And then if you beat that, you can add a card, a random card to your deck. And like some of these are special cards that aren't in the regular game, and they'll do weird things like passively give every card in your deck plus one plus one, or make all your opponent's cards cost more mana. Uh, and then you also then get like a bundle of three cards, like three of these bundles to pick up to actually add to your deck. And these will be regular cards. So it's neat. Cause you're like built. It's like, you're building your deck as you're going along, but you don't need to have a catalog to get into this. And it's completely free. You don't even need to have bought anything from the expansion. It's just going to come out when it does. And the goal is to beat eight bosses. And there's not just eight bosses. There's like a bunch of different random ones. And so you kind of have different experiences as you're going through it. And, um, yeah, the goal is just to win eight times. And if you die, like, you have to start over. It's That's kind of the roguelike element of it. You lose all your progress. Do you think that they uh, were maybe experiencing with, like, a deck-building game? Like, the you know, not card collecting, but, like, deck-building, like, uh, Ascension or whatever. And, like, this is what came out of it. Like, do you think they're going to ever try to put something like that into Hearthstone? No, cause it's, it's not quite still – it's not quite that uh, intense, I think. Like, there, there's some deck-building between – but, again, you basically have these – Basically adding four cards uh, after every game is kind of what's happening. And some of them are pretty wacky. Like the one that I thought was funny was this card. It's not in the regular game, but it was, uh, I forgot how much it, it cost. So I think it was 10 mana. It just randomly casts uh, Pyroblast until a hero dies. And Pyroblast is the spell. Right, yeah, ten, ten it. it was just, it was just hilarious because like I was losing. I'm like, well, let's see. Maybe I'll get lucky. <laughs> like, it just is killing everybody. It's hitting my face, hitting the AI's face. And then like what's like the next hit is going to win. And then of course it hits me. Yeah. But I'm glad that's, that they're uh, experimenting cool. some more of these, uh, you know, so, sing, single player modes. And I'm glad that they're doing something that doesn't require to have you to have a big catalog of cards than the way that maybe the adventures do. Cause you know, there's a lot of people like even my, my brother who was there, he doesn't really play Hearthstone, but this was something that he thought was interesting and he could just download the game when this comes out and play it right away and not right. be at like, he'll be at disadvantage that he doesn't know Hearthstone as well, but he won't be at disadvantage because he doesn't have things. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting way to keep people engaged. Maybe when they're not feeling the core game, they can go do this for a while. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Next thing, oh, uh, World of Warcraft's next expansion is battle for Azeroth. 
This one, it's I'm having a little bit of a hard time getting excited about this. Uh, it's just you know they've done this before where they have an expansion where you don't really have like the big one big edition like like Legion had Demon Hunter right. Even though I didn't even really play Demon Hunter, it was something to kind of get excited. Like wow, the new class or or what have you. This one, it's it's kind of a story to like there's there's some new zones. It's a little interesting in that. There's two different zones. There's kind of one for Alliance and one for Horde. And eventually you can you start going in both, but at, when you're leveling up, you have to do one or the other. Um, and th there are some other concepts that they talked about, but like, we didn't really get to play. So there's some sort of new three-player co-op experience where you just like you go to random islands and sort of have an experience there. There's some kind of RTS-inspired thing, which I'm not sure how complicated it's actually going to be. And I can't remember what that was called. There's some other nice things, like they're bringing the level scaling to the original zones, but it's more of a range, like you could go to one place from level 10 to 60. And they're Wait, keeping is this, the so is this World World of Warcraft classic, or is that something different? No, that's completely different. This is just, okay, right. so Legion's, one of the big things in Legion was that you could do the new zones in any order. It wasn't like, this is the one from level 100 to 101, and, and so mm -hmm. and now they're kind of doing some of that with the original zones, but they're, they, they're doing it in a way so you can't just stay at, like, one place like Westfall for you know all 110 levels. Like at some point you have to leave. But you know what I was kind of really hoping for was so with Cataclysm, which was the what the third expansion for the game, they redid all the like original zones. They they spruced them up, added new quests and stuff. And at this point, those quests are now older than the original quests were when they got remade. And I, I was kind of hoping that it would be time to revisit those zones again because mm -hmm. it is kind of awkward because. Those quests are good, but they're all positioned around the Cataclysm, which, as an in-game event, was now something that happened years ago. Mm -hmm. So, so that's still staying there. It, it, it so like the loving experience is going to be more efficient, but it's still going to be story-wise and continuity-wise awkward. Hmm. Uh, I, I, but do you get that, wait, did you get the sense that they are, that they will deal with that, or does it feel like something like if they don't do it now, <laughs> no. they might never? Yeah, it is kind of like well, at what point are you guys going to get to that? If not now, because this might have been that that time to do it um I don't, you know there's there's like a bunch of little things here that like a set of legendary or the artifact weapons you have some sort of amulet that you can like grow and it'll give you some new abilities as you go along there's instead of like a new race there's all these like it's like they're kind of new races you unlock them by playing through the campaign so and like instead of being like a dwarf you could be a dark iron dwarf and it's distinctly its own race but it's ultimately a darker skinned dwarf and they have like their own passes and stuff, but it, it doesn't, it's not like the same as them saying like ogres are in the game now or something. It, it's kind of, it's not like completely just a color change, but they're similar. There's like a different kind of a troll, a different kind of a drain eye. Um, and these characters also start at level 20, by the way, which is very clearly just their way of not having to make starting areas for them. Right. Uh, hmm. So it's hey, again, I mean, it, it's gonna be more World War. It's just when you're playing it, like, what am I playing at BlizzCon? I'm playing a new zone, so you know, I'm, I'm doing World of Warcraft quests. Okay, then you play the new dungeon, and you know, it's a new World of Warcraft dungeon. It's fine. It's just you know, uh, it's from it's very familiar, and I don't know if anything in this expansion is going to jump out as being a big pulling in thing. Legion was a really good expansion. There was a lot there that I liked. Uh, and at least initially, I don't know if this is going to kind of hold up to that. But again, I'm saying that off of not a whole lot. Right. I'll be, no, no. I'll be wrong. That, that's fair. But I mean, you're not you're not getting the sense like they're phoning it in now, right? Like, I mean, there's still lots uh, of subscribers to this game. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. Like, 
Like, you know what? Cause you know what? Feel I don't, like I don't I think it could be a money getting, thing. You know what? Feel like yeah. I was kind of getting, and this, and I might be completely wrong. This sure does feel like one of the last expansions. Hmm. And I don't know really? why I feel that way. Even just the story, right? Like it's finally just battle for Azeroth. Like we've had, like yeah. the 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 story is literally just Horde versus Alliance, and that's just another like subjective thing where I, I sometimes don't like it when they push that angle so much because it's just a little. I, I don't know. It's like every expansion, they come together and they deal with a bigger threat. And it's like, now we fight each other again. It's, it's points just almost, I don't know if it's disheartening is the word, but it's a little silly. Right. No. Uh, I, yeah, I get that. Because I, I was going to say, it doesn't feel like it could be a money thing. That like, Yes, it, it doesn't have as many subscribers as it once did on a regular basis, for sure. But even I mean, when I don't it, mean like, to like four, four million, mean, five sure. million, it, like, there's still got to be, it's got to be like just a resources thing where they don't want to hire up and staff up for this game anymore. They're, so they're putting that those resources well, towards other again, things. I'm not sure if it's that there's not as much content or, or what have you. I mean, maybe, no, I know, maybe but there is, but maybe I guess I don't know. Maybe it's just decision things. I, I like I said, just for whatever reason, I wasn't super excited about this. Maybe part of it too is like I had my own ideas of what this expansion might look like. I thought yeah, old gods were, were going to be a bigger thing, and then they're in there somewhere. Or uh, some people thought like it would be a pirate expansion with like full on. You have like a ship and stuff, and even though there is like a piratey aspect, you're not going to have like a ship that you're walking around. Right. And then you know that's what I'm just kind of looking for some some big thing. You know, even Warlords of Draenor, they were able to really push that garrison thing a lot. Um, the last Legion had all these class halls, and now it's like we're just going to kind of go back to having a capital city. I, I guess we'll see. So th- these are all the things you got your hands on. Did, you, did was there more? The only other small thing was Heroes of the Storm has two new characters coming, Hanzo and uh, Alex Straza, and I, I messed around with them a bit. Uh, yeah, they seem they seem fun. Good. Okay. You know, that game's I got new characters all the time. So right. And I, I don't play it a ton. I play it every now and then, but yeah. Um, okay, so so I think what we should do now is uh, what did you play anything else while you were at BlizzCon, no. like on your Switch? Did you touch it? Okay, anything no, I didn't actually. Like? I brought my Switch, but I just never really even touched. Uh, like I thought I'd put some Mario here and there, but I was just so busy. I didn't really have downtime. And when I got back to the room, I would just fall asleep usually. Okay, well, but uh, before we like move on, like let's do what I was playing. I'll just get through my stuff real quick, and then we'll get through like the BlizzCon headlines that we didn't touch on. Okay. And then we'll call it a show because we're uh, we're kind of pressed for time. Uh, first, though, before we do that, uh, you did a couple of interviews while you were there. You did one with Jeff Kaplan. You mentioned this, uh, and you did a uh, a couple other ones. I, I think people should check those out. They were all really good. Uh, yeah, some of them. Um, stuff. I think the Hearthstone one should be going up tomorrow, and then there's still a World of Warcraft and Heroes of the Storm uh, interviews that are going to be coming up. Perfect. Okay, so just kind of look at look through, look yeah look out for those throughout this week. Uh, lots of good stuff in there. Um, Okay, uh, Mario. I, uh, excuse me. Uh, I did. Uh, I did put a little bit more time into that. Um, I'm still. I, I think I love it more and more the more I play it. I know. I'm it's really just so glad. Good. I'm really glad it's the way it's going. Uh, I did play some last that, night when I got home. Finally, yeah. It's just so, it's so easy. Just to jump right back in and like sometimes when I'm playing a game a lot and I go on a trip. When I come back, it's hard to get back into it. I, yes. I did not have that problem whatsoever. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Get more moons, please. Yeah, I think a big part of that is just like the like we mentioned this last week, but just the different tiers of moons. Like if you get in there and you go to like a level that you haven't been in uh, for a while and you haven't collected everything, like you're gonna have really easy moons to find. You're gonna have like moons that require a little bit of time, and then you have moons that are like, oh, here's like a whole thing I have to do. Uh, and just having all those that different tier of moon uh, that's kind of all gonna get you the same thing in the end. Uh, it really eases you back into the process and really makes you feel like you're making progress. Uh, I, I like that a lot. What's your moon um, count at? 
I have like literally right now in my like in my pocket right now that I have put on the ship. I have like sixty. Uh, so that means like I probably have like three sixty, three fifty, three fifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost at seven hundred. So yeah, so I'm like I'm trying to like find some time here and there for it uh, between a lot of other stuff. Um, but I did put it on hold for the weekend so I could play uh, Call of Duty World War Two. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, I, want you, I play- want you to tell people why you play, you're playing this. I like Call of Duty, Mike. That's it. Mm, okay, so I liked Call of Duty back in the day. You did, um, actually. I remember you were actually kind of a defender for it for a while. For a long time, yeah. And I, I, there's still like, The multiplayer is still as good as it was then. I'll say that. And I'll say that this multiplayer is maybe better than it's been in a while, even though I really like a lot of the jumping around, spacey stuff that they've done. But uh, that's not really why I played. I played because uh, last year, during the Game of the Year Awards, Dean Takahashi, our beloved Dean, somehow managed to get last year's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on our top ten list for the entire site. And me and Mike, who were maybe the most uh, I don't know, upset by this, offended, yes. uh, yeah. we didn't play it. So what could we say? If he's saying it's that good, we, we didn't play it. We should have played it and found out why it's not. So guess what I did this year, Mike? I yeah. played it. So how good is it, <laughs> <laughs> it's like number one, man. Game of the year, for sure. Um, no. I don't like it very much, uh, especially that single player, especially after playing Wolfenstein. Uh, it is... Um, I, I'll put it this way. like They have these things, like uh, these like hashtag heroic moments, and all they are are like literally... A, like you're in a fi- firefight and then all of a sudden you get like a little icon that says, Oh, your buddy's you know in trouble. You go over there, you press X, you drag him to safety, and then you drag, drag him like five feet. Like he could have crawled, dude. You're fine. Just crawl. So they're Get like over there. heroic moments trademark. Right? Yeah, totally heroic moments trademark. Absolutely. Um, and it, like that was like their big thing. Like this is how this is how we're conveying what hero hero like heroism is during war and combat. And I'm like, I you just conveyed like a snippet of gameplay, and that's it. Um, the the writing and the dialogue is very eye rolly. Um, there is a a really mean. Like the, like the lieutenant, the person in charge of your platoon is like really super duper mean to everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. In Dean's review, he's like, oh, there's a lot of tension between him and the Jewish soldier. So I'm like, oh, maybe there's like some racism stuff going on here. That would be interesting. No, he's just, he just hates everybody. He's just mean the entire game to everyone. There, it has nothing to do with race or anything. And then at the end you find out, oh, here's the real reason he's mean. And it's just so unearned. I'm not hugging him enough or something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's just the most unearned bullshit ever <laughs> uh, and it really drove me crazy it was like oh my god you guys can't be doing this like trying to redeem this character it's just so stupid um but yeah like I, I, it's just a call of duty campaign and it wasn't even that bombastic uh or memorable does it do it anything okay. at least like kind of outside the expected band of brothers saving private ryan kind of <laughs> world it's War band II of brothers trip. like yeah. Uh, like I, another game I've been playing, I'll talk about this in a second. Is like Need for Speed Payback, and uh, have you seen anything of that game? Uh, kind of. It doesn't look good. You're aware you you're aware that it is uh, trying to be Fast and Furious, yes, right? I am. And you can imagine the golf between Need for Speed Payback and Fast and Furious, <laughs> correct? Yes, I that have is idea. the golf between Call of Duty World War Two. Uh-huh. And Band of Brothers. It's it's just trying to be Band of Brothers. It even ends with like a similar like, oh man, we're in, now we're in the uh, the uh, you know internment camps and stuff, and we're gonna see uh, you know what it was like for some of the soldiers that were captured and the Jewish ones that were forced to like labor. And it's like it's it's, it's pulled exactly from Band of Brothers. It's like absolutely the same scene, pretty much. Um, and it's it doesn't do it as well. It's not as a, not as a, as a, a effective. There's only one character that I would say is really 
likable and three-dimensional and that you get along with. And even he is just kind of, I don't know, even him I didn't like care for that much. All the rest are just throwaway stereotypes. There's one guy who's literally called college because he wears glasses and is smart and went to college. And so everyone just calls him college. And it's just, I don't know. It's not good. Yeah. And I just, I almost want Dean on the show soon. Just to, I don't know. Maybe we should wait for game of the year before you guys yell at this. I, I do want to play it too, but I, I play. really had to play a lot of other things still. Well. Yeah, I know. And so I'm it's, it's to, not, it's, it's not too long, but yeah, I mean, red box it or some shit, just rent it and get through that. Folks, folks, our game of the year is going to be a dumpster fire. This year. It's going to be interesting. Cause yeah, I, I honestly, I'm like really starting to, cause yeah, I don't well, know. It's going to be a mess. Our, uh, Anthony doesn't like Zelda. Jason's right. not liking Mario, which, we need to get it him says, on oh, I don't, yell oh, at I him. Don't, yeah, it's just like, oh, I, him. I don't like it. It's just, oh, it didn't deserve a Mario or a 100. We fucked oh, up. It oh, the one no. Oh, I don't I've even. never been more sure of any score I've ever given out in my life. Right. That 100 oh, yeah. for Mario Odyssey. So clear, I, he, he's like, oh, it's not as good as Divinity or Wolfenstein. He's clearly laying the groundwork for his game of the year argument, which is a thing that happens at this time of the year. I've noticed is pe- when people start talking about games they like, it's framed very much in a way that's like, yeah. oh, and here's why it should be high on the game of the year I might list. Be, I might have to start playing Divinity just, in, uh, just so we have another voice on that one. Oh, you play it too, though. So, yeah, but I should play it. Oh, there's so much to get. Yeah. We're, things are getting ahead of us. Uh, yep, getting, totally. Getting uh, out of our reach. Uh, a, a game that uh, probably doesn't need to be on there is uh, is Need for Speed Payback. <laughs> it's I, I I will say that it, um, the driving I like the driving. It feels pretty good. It feels very very arcadey. The tires are very grippy. It does the the car does exactly what you want it to do when you want it to do it. The, the problem with that is uh, it doesn't ever feel too dangerous. Like you never feel like oh man it's going so fast that I'm not in control, which is something I think uh, Forza Horizon does very well. Where it feels like, oh, I'm barely in, c- in control of this car. Uh, the Xbox One's very good for that because uh, they put a lot of uh, the haptic feedback yeah, and the triggers yeah, and, and the is. sticks. That's and it feels thing, like, uh, oh, wow. It has been doing racing games better, man. Right, yeah. Uh, and and so, uh, uh, you know, yeah. And uh, just uh, Need for Speed Payback doesn't have that same sense of speed and, and, and you know, just like living on the edge. Um, and, you know, the, the story is a joke. You play the most vanilla white dude in the history of video games. And you're trying to get the crew back together after you guys were betrayed, but everyone was betrayed and no, like the, like you want to get revenge on the person who betrayed you and revenge. Yeah, exactly. You want to get revenge. No, not even revenge. It doesn't deserve that because honestly what happens is like you get betrayed and you should all pretty much go to jail for what you were doing, but no, you're just kind of working as like a courier and uh, someone else, some of your other, the other people in your crew are like, was there one you're just like white? Maybe that's jobs. Right. No, no, they're, they're not. You're very white. Like you're white enough for the rest of them. Like that's how white <laughs> this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah, the rest of them are, like, yeah, of course they're going to be like Tay Diggs kind of characters and stuff like that. We're like, Oh no, these are, Oh, they're cool. Does one of them get why. mad that the other newer side character is getting his own spinoff. <laughs> God, I love that shit. Uh, how dare you make it about you, Rock? How dare you make it about you? Tyrese, no! The Brant of family. Tyrese. Yeah, don't, don't. You got to be kind around the Rock. You got to keep him running. He's the money, man. People aren't going to know what we're talking about. But those who do, oh, appreciate it. How, did, how do you not know about the Tyrese Rock feud, man? Yeah, you, yeah look, look yeah, that's what you do. Google Tyrese Rock. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. uh, get with us. Get on our level. Um, yeah, it's it. No, no one is quite that interesting or entertaining uh, as feuds between Fast and the Furious actors in real life. Um, so yeah, I'm. It's like a give or take. I do like the driving. We'll see if that holds out. I think at a certain point, 
if I'm getting better and better cars and they aren't really like lending to that sense of speed, then I, I won't have a, a need for it. Man, Need for Speed is just the most identityless, long-running franchise I can possibly think of. Which <laughs> it should be easy to have identity since you know it's a racing genre thing. Right. But I like have no idea what Need for Speed is anymore. I and there, it does feel like this is the game where they're trying to find that identity again. I think uh, the last one I played that was like fun was just that one that launched with PlayStation Four that was basically kind of like Burnout Paradise Light. Right. Was that a Hot Pursuit one again, or no? That was just uh, I can't remember. I think it was just Need for Speed, right? No, it had a name. It might no, that Need for Speed was just 2015. God, I can't remember. I'm gonna find out. Um, I'm gonna find this out. You keep going. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. The other game, uh, Doom for the Switch. I can't talk about it too much until the ninth. I will say, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to tell people now, just in case. Uh, if if you're going to get it, uh, only get it really if you are planning to play it in handheld. If you play it on the TV, uh, I feel like it's kind of a mess. But when you're on handheld, uh, you can't. It drops it down to 720p, I think, and that makes a big difference. Uh, it's a yeah. it's a lot smoother, and it's on a smaller screen, so you don't care as much. And and there on that, like on a handheld, it's amazing. It's like a technological marvel. Right, that TV. makes sense. Because it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe I'm playing Doom portably. But yeah, if you're just playing it, you'd be like, wow, Doom looks worse. Right. So I, I just, I would make that a very clear distinction. If you have plans to play this mostly on the TV, just skip it. Just, you know, go find another way to play Doom. There are a lot of other ways. Uh, but if you haven't played it before and you're like, I use my Switch in handheld mode all the time, maybe. I think it's a maybe. But I'll talk about that more next week, probably. Rivals, um, Need for Speed Rivals was the one I played okay. right before they yeah. rebooted it and then unrebooted it. God, yeah. What's no limit? Wh- wh- that was the phone one. <laughs> wh- yeah, where's uh, the run? Where did the run fit in there? Oh, the it's run fun. with the cutscenes. That was 2011. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was just all the quick time events. Okay, so that was before this generation, 2011. Man. You said? Yeah, everyone forgot about okay. the run. I remember that was like at their. Don't ever forget about the run, Mike. Don't ever. Then it was most wanted in 2012 again. Man, there's been so many. The run, the run was very much another time they were trying to do Fast and Furious. Um, yeah. They've done that. They've done. They've Need gone to that well a bunch of times. Oh my god! Need for Speed Nitro for the for the Wii. I have, I have a, a copy of Need for Speed Nitro as the GameCube disc, the small GameCube disc in the glove compartment of my car and it's been there for like a decade now <laughs> it's been in there forever and i've just never gotten it out and i, I probably never will it's good luck keep believe um, there was just like a, at some point a need for speed too was simpler time no yeah i cannot that's Back in uh, 1997 need for speed too there's been so many man all right i can't i'm just gonna get all right let's move on yeah don't don't go down that because they're yeah and there's like <laughs> There's like a time bunch of distinct versions of Need for Speed, I know, and then like each of those have like their own subclasses oh, of Need for Speeds. It's a whole thing. Like that's a weird family tree right there. Okay, uh, let's hop into the news uh, so we can get you out of here before your thing happens tonight. You guys, are, you're having an orgy, right? That's yeah, what you said like at your house. Yeah. I gotta cool, get the cool, cool. cheese going. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yes, the absolute official food of the orgy, of course. Um, all right, real quick, uh, Telltale cuts uh, 90 staff. Uh, Telltale, the company that does the Walking Dead adventure games, a bunch of uh, you know licensed adventure games now. Uh, they uh, seems like a pretty big cut. Mike, did you write this story? Yeah, this is about 25% of their workforce. Uh, it's a pretty big cut, which is strange for a company that seems so active and was still working with a lot of big right. franchises. I think that I don't think Telltale ever did a very good job of evolving. I think that they were doing the same thing well, for a long time. Absolutely. And I think maybe they lost some cut. Now, I mean, I'm just, you know, guessing here. I think, right. yeah, speculating. But, you know, also games are, you know, expensive to make, um, as we know. And 
you know, about to get back on that single player games are, are dead uh, thing, but it is harder to, you know, monetize those games except for to keep making them. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, and that do- you know, it doesn't get cheaper. It probably just gets more expensive because, like, you have to give people raises to keep them around. And, like, the games have to get kind of maybe a little bit bigger and a little bit more complex. So it's going to bring in more people. Uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, okay. Uh, I, we'll see how that kind of turns out. I'm interested to see how, you know, the future of Telltale. It's not like they've slowed down in the number of games they're making. They've done Batman recently, Guardians of the Galaxy. They, um, uh, well, finished up The Walking Dead. Less of, they had, like, four active episodic franchises this year I, there must be some kind of just fatigue from that right like even if you're a big right. telltale fan man i mean that's well, i would imagine like you pick and choose play. your thing like like you maybe you don't watch everything like like just for example we don't watch every single show that like cbs produces or that sony pictures produces like they produce a lot of stuff you pick and choose the stuff and the business model needs to support it so that like you just have the dedicated audience that comes in and gets that stuff. If it's not working for Telltale, they will have to adjust, and we'll see. Again, we don't know. Speculating. Um, uh, I, we could probably hop into the BlizzCon news real quick. I just want to see if there's uh, any other headlines. I might yeah, well, the LA- some, off, off the top of my head, there's the World, War, World of Warcraft Classic is kind of the big thing. So they are making their own yes. legacy server. Um, the announcement kind of reeked a bit of this is not anytime super soon, but they needed to announce this because people have been kind of clamoring about it and criticizing them anytime they shut down, like, fan legacy servers so this is official they are going to offer this at some point we don't really know exactly what it's going to look like but you know there, there are a lot of people that are just very nostalgic for and even you know some of them just preferred the way world of warcraft was it is a very different game now uh i get that i think it would certainly be interesting to jump back into that like original world of you know the one thing that was nice was that it was much more of a kind of how MMOs were, where it was kind of like you're, you're in this world. Like at this point, there's such a plot line now. It's kind of hard to just feel like you're just in some place and you can just be a guy. Like now you're like a savior in this war who killed six different people who tried to destroy the world. Um, there was a bit more of a, I don't know, like like I, when I think of MMOs, I still sometimes think of like running around in Quest for Camelot, just kind of looking at things, and, and the, like right. that aspect was still there more for me. Is it is it is it the kind of thing where you think there's going to be a lot of people that will get into this, or is it just kind of maybe going to be tourism? Like, does it? I guess you said you don't really know what it looks like yet, but is it? Um, yeah, I think the, I is think it, is it like included with your with your incur- like current WoW subscription, or you have to get uh, something different? I don't think they could charge extra for it. I mean, I'm, right. I don't think, but who knows? And no, I think it'll it'll, it'll find players. Um, maybe not a ton. Let me f- let, let me float this idea. Like, wh- uh, wouldn't it just be cooler if they just had like a wayback machine where like you just put in the date and they're like, "Here's what World World of Warcraft was like on this day." And well, you just go back be a lot more complicated. Yeah, sure, but I I just I'm I have the idea, man. I'll let someone else execute, Mike. I don't no, because honestly, I don't. I never really hear anybody. You don't really hear people like I want to go specifically back to Cataclysm because uh, okay. a lot of that uh, stuff is you, still you, don't you hear can that. still okay. kind of just go to those zones and it's and it's simpler. Right. It's like it's just so many things have changed mechanically, and like I said. A lot of those classic quests are just gone now because they kind of got overwritten by Cataclysm. So, right. very specifically, going back to vanilla is kind of the 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 goal for a lot of people. Okay, all right, that makes sense. All right, um, Starcraft Two is going free though, Mike. Uh, yeah, what was the re- reaction to that? Uh, well, it's something to say about Starcraft Two. Starcraft Two is always so weird for me because it still does have fans, right? I mean, people were still oh, yeah. interested in that uh, tournament that they had there. But it definitely seems like the le- like one of the less sexy brands that they have uh, these days, and 
I think get, making it free to play, making the barrier of entry just nothing, might get more people in. But it's going to be hard to do it for this kind of game so late because the people who are playing it are just, you know, they're masters at this thing at this point. What what does it look like when a wave of new players come in? Uh, not 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 sure. It's also um, to clarify, it's like you get basically Wings of Liberty because remember StarCraft Two had that really weird release yeah. thing where like the did, three section. Yeah, they didn't call it expansions. I think now they do, but there's like yeah, three three versions of it, and it was like each of the three races campaigns were tied to the one. So you get the first one for free, and that unlocks the ladder, like the multiplayer ladder. For a lot of people, that's all they care about anyway. So you're fine there. I think if you want the other uh, like campaigns, you have to pay for those. Yeah, that was a that was a strange thing. I think uh, it really puts it in perspective just how long ago StarCraft Two came out. Man, it was a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. it, it is. Just, it feels like it's not that long. And then you remember, oh yeah, they went through like each one yeah. of those releases. But this, this wasn't the year where I was expecting some kind of a new game announcement. But starting next year, that might become game. And I don't know if it's like a you know because both Diablo Two and now StarCraft Two are kind of old, and they don't really have an act like a super active RTS franchise. I mean, StarCraft 2 still has fans. Uh, so something's going to be happening with both of those series at some point. Although yeah. I think- it does feel like they could like go a, a long way with a new Warcraft or something like that. But Yeah, like Warcraft 4, but uh, right. that's always but- a little awkward because you had to concurrently run it with World of Warcraft. Right. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see how they uh, they play that, out, play that out, but I would be interested to see a new Warcraft. Um, I would. What, what, else, what else from BlizzCon? You know, just um, this is actually one of the first times where this is why I think that's pretty much a lot of the big things. The other thing that struck me was this is the first time I was really able to check out some like big time esports, like be there live in the crowd. I, I got to watch some of the uh, Hearthstone stuff and uh, quite a lot of the uh, the Overwatch uh, tournament, including the finals. It was really neat. It was it was really exciting to be there. And they made some changes to the way they present Overwatch esports, which made it a lot easier to follow. Where they actually give teams like uniforms. So, like, everybody on the USA team will be wearing, like, predominantly red, uh, and everybody, you know, South Korea is predominantly white and stuff like that. Instead I mean, you're talking like about the characters red. themselves. Right? Yeah, 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 like, literally in the game. So, because before it was just, like, one team was blue, one team was red. But, like, in your, in your mind, you're kind of, you're kind of, like, set, and blue team is me, so root for blue team and... Like right. the blue team people need to shoot the red team people. So it's always weird when you're technically following a red team person, they're shooting at a blue team guy. It's real confusing. But now it's just yellow team person shooting at, you know, green team person. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that is smart. That's a really good idea. Um, there are some really good, uh, really good competitive matches. There was this one guy in the South Korean team named Flower who was playing Widowmaker, the sniper, like on attack. He was just doing these ridiculous things with uh, that sniper character. It's just a lot of fun to watch. But was it a like a big part of this? Just uh, the crowd was the crowd reactions like very exciting and yeah. And well, it's and always fun to be there. Yeah, it's always fun to be right. with the crowd and especially well, I mean, you know, if, because I was just at a esports thing here in Denver, uh, and only Counter Strike really had a big presence of fans. So like I'd go by the Halo thing or go by the Quake thing, and there wasn't like there was almost no one there in the stands, and so it was like actually kind of depressing. Uh, so like, but I would imagine at BlizzCon, all those games had. A lot of people there. Yeah, like well, like I said, I only watched the Overwatch and Hearthstone ones, but they both had pretty good crowds. Um, especially for the finals, pretty much full. So it was exciting. It was a, just in general, kind of closing thoughts. It was a fun event to go to. I'd never been to BlizzCon. Um, it was it was a really neat thing to go. Uh, a lot of things. It's, it's fun, just like because you can walk around and just you know go to a booth or go to a gameplay demo and just as easily walk into a 
place and suddenly there's a tournament going on there. Here's like some pin trading thing or, you know, at the end it's freaking Muse is just playing a concert. So right. it's a really neat. As far as fan events go, it's definitely one of the uh, best ones I've been to. And, and you know, we touched on this already, but talking to Jeff Kaplan and the rest of the people, yeah. very cool. Like, they yeah. seemed like they were, like, willing to kind of get on the record about some stuff. Yeah, and it was nice. To, yeah, it's nice that way because, you know, it's not a media event, but they were still very accommodating to media and right. gave us a lot of opportunities to get um, some good coverage out of it. Like, it was definitely worth my trip out there. Yeah, good. Excellent. Uh, I think uh, it made a lot of sense having you out, out there, actually. I was, like, kind of, like when we were talking about it and, and you were there actually working like, it's really stupid. This is his first one. We should have had him going for like several years now. Cause like he plays all these games all the time. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's just, it's something that's just expensive to get a person out from Ohio over there, but uh, no, I know, but it just makes so much, like, it's just so much like money better spent, I think typically, but yeah, I, I think it was, worth we know it. that now. Yeah. Yay. Um, I, I, nothing else. No, no other big stories from the week. I mean, I'll just, you know, this weird thing, Assassin's Creed had like a bunch of fake Metacritic reviews that were all positive, and it was really weird. They all had like the same basic I mean, text and stuff. Yeah, I saw some of that. Was there ever a consensus? Like, did that come from Ubisoft? Like, that's the worry. Right? No, no, there's no consensus and there's no like confirmation yet. Uh, it seems like if anything, Ubisoft would know way better than to do that. Like, yeah, if anything, it's, it's a mar- stupid marketing or something. Yeah, well, yeah, or just or like a marketing fir- firm that got like uh. confused about how to spend their <laughs> money. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe Ubisoft will come out and come clean about this and just say, "Hey, our bad. This won't happen again." Or maybe they'll get caught red-handed and it'll be a problem. Whoopsie. Um, I, the only other thing I'll say is Ellie Noir for the Switch. Do you see this? It doesn't actually fit on the Switch. It's too big. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like so. You know, the Switch has like 32 gigabytes, but a lot of that is used for uh, the system memory. Uh, so, and if you get the LA Noir, it's like 28 or 29 gigabytes, and that's too much. So, even and then if you even if you get the physical version, you still have to download a 14 gigabyte patch. So, like, it's still going to take up a huge amount. Jeez, year one, we're already having that problem. They probably should have just uh, <coughs> included an SD card or something. Yeah, and SD cards. I mean, if you get a big enough one, they are super expensive at st- still. So. That's kind of a weird thing, but it hasn't hurt the switch yet, so we'll see. Um, Mike, I, I'm not really seeing any other news I want to talk about, so why don't That's we go good, ahead? I'm running out of time. Yeah, uh, why don't we get you out of here? Uh, why don't you first tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? You find me at GameSpeed. Always writing there. We'll have more of my BlizzCon coverage up soon from some of my interviews and some other just random thoughts and musings. I'm also doing the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother every week, and that's at ebpodcast.com. And I'm also on GameSpeed. Uh, I'm on Twitter at, at Jeff Grubb. Um, I You can see some of the YouTube videos I do at uh, YouTube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, also, I want to thank everybody uh, over the weekend. I had like a small goal of like $250 for Extra Life. Got around $300 um, hey. in just a couple hours. So yeah, I'm going to try to do it again before the month is out. Uh, see if we can't do a, a little bit better even. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That, that will be on Twitch.tv slash Jeff Grubb. Uh, so follow me there. Um, other than that, I think we're going to say goodbye. Let's get Mike to his orgy. Let's get me to my wholesome family dinner. Uh, just because we're complete opposites. We're a dot couple, Mike. It's wacky. I, yeah, it's wacky and fun. Oh, man, we don't get along, but it's okay. We're <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.